All hail the greatest wrestling podcast that is run by dumb shit. By dummies. It is Wrestling for Dummies. Here we are back again, back with another episode. And on this episode, we are talking all about WWE Crown Jewel, which happened earlier this week, on the weekend actually, for us here in Australia. And what a pay-per-view it was. What an amazing pay-per-view it was. Not really, honestly. Quite honestly, not really. It had some moments. It had some uh, interesting matches. But the pay-per-view as a whole, eh, glorified house show as Saudi Arabian shows always are. Before we get into it, let me just tell you who the hell I am. My name is Tim Davis. I'm hailing from Australia right now, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know that because you've listened to an episode before. But hey, if this is your first time listening to a Wrestling for Dummies episode, then welcome. Usually, usually I have some backup with me, I have a tag team partner, but you know what? Sometimes when tag teams happen in wrestling and they're, and they're going for a while, they're, they're doing their thing and they become the tag champions and they they kind of get stale. You know, they reach a point where one of them gets jealous of the other and one of them's the, clearly the star. I mean, go back to Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels booted Marty Jannetty. Go back to Edge and Christian. There was clearly a uh, standout there. There's countless tag teams that break up, and there's always one star. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here I am standing alone because I had to get rid of the fat, of the disgusting mucus that was weighing down this show. That's right, I've kicked the mushroom to the curb because you know what? He ain't even a wrestling fan. He didn't even want to watch this show. And uh, I I can't even tell you the last time he's watched a AEW Dynamite or a Rampage or a WWE Raw or a WWE SmackDown. I I can't tell you. I can't tell you. The last wrestling he watched was a pay-per-view, and that's because I made him. But now it's time for me to shine, for the Shawn Michaels of this tag team to shine. You know, it's all about me. Fuck the mushroom is what I'm saying. But in all seriousness, me and Mushroom aren't fighting. We're perfectly fine. There was just a little joke going on. Uh, Mushroom didn't want to watch this pay-per-view. And I get it. I do. It uh, really had nothing on paper interesting. And, And you can say, oh, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Everyone knew the outcome of that match. You know, you didn't go into that match thinking, oh, shit. Logan Paul might actually win this. No, no one had a thought in their mind that Logan Paul was going to walk out as the champion. We'll get to that match in a second because there was a little thought in my mind that maybe he did, but that was for reasons and I'll get to that in a second. So here we are, Wrestling for Dummies. Thank you guys for listening once again. I'm going to give you my thoughts on all the matches that happened and then we're going to go through the predictions. And yes, we forgot to do a predictions episode for this pay-per-view, this, this, this spectacular in Saudi Arabia, and I, I lie, we didn't forget, we knew it was happening, but because of Halloween just finishing, and we just had that much uh, shows coming out, it, I, I kind of wanted a break a little bit, and I thought, hmm, uh, if I don't say anything, maybe everyone will forget, but you know what? People don't forget. And we had three wonderful listeners send in their predictions for this episode. 
So I'm here and I'm doing it just for you guys. So uh, we give a big shout out to sexy fucking Scott Crawford for giving his predictions. We give a shout out to Zach Davis, the reigning Wrestling for Dummies champion. And we give a shout out to poor motherfucking Lindsay who are all sending in their predictions, and we're going to get to that at the end of this episode. Um, so thank you, guys, to send those predictions. At least at least some people are sending their predictions. You know, and usually usually we have Rob Rob Hunky. He sends in these predictions every now and then. He, he forgot, which is perfectly fine, you know. A lot of wrestling is happening, but it's fine to miss one. But it's really cool that we have some people that uh, give in their predictions weekly. Not like some Canadian lady from Watertown, Ontario, Canada, who never gives in her predictions. That 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 bitch who uh, never seems to give in her predictions. It's it's like honestly, she doesn't care about wrestling. You know, she doesn't give a shit about wrestling. Not enough to send in her predictions. So I I guess that person, that bitch. And no, I'm not talking about Jade Cargill. Uh, I'm talking about a certain person that lives in uh, Canada. Who knows who I'm talking... She knows who I'm talking about. She knows. Uh, she thinks she knows all about wrestling. But quite honestly, she ain't no shit. She knows diddly squat. She thinks AEW is all that and a bag of chips. Uh-uh. You know, AEW isn't all fucking fairies and cupcakes over there. They have some work to do. They do. They do, and we'll get to AEW in a few weeks when we uh we review their pay per view coming up, which is from this from this recording uh like next weekend. So shit, that's gonna be a big one. Um, on top of that, I am also speaking about that Canadian woman, that bitch, um Heather, as most people know her, Heather Powell. Uh, she's a, she's a good pal of ours, and uh. They are doing their own wrestling podcast very soon called One Night Stand, where they get the who's who of wrestling podcasters, <laughs> which is not any of us because there's brilliant wrestling podcasters out there on the internet. But she gets uh, a few of us, me and uh, Scott Crawford and, and Heather herself, and of course, Rob fucking Hungy, together to just have a massive debate of all different things wrestling, because we, if you don't know, and you probably don't know because you're not in the group chat, but we have a little group chat going and, and we uh, we have a bit of a back and forth uh, about different top- topics, such as, is CM Punk that great? Uh, is AEW better than WWE or is WWE better than AEW? All these different topics. And we're going to we're going to debate this very soon. I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a fun episode. It will probably it will probably get heated. I'm not going to lie. It will probably get a little heated and uh, that's going to make it a lot more fun. But all respect to those guys. I love those guys and I'm looking forward to it. But right now, Right now, this is Wrestling for Dummies. This is my show where I get to give you my two cents, my opinions on these fucking matches from Crown Jewels. So enough jibber-jabber, man. I've been fucking sitting here by myself talking like a crazy man for almost eight minutes now, and we have not even gotten into a match. It's kind of like I'm stalling right now. And I don't mean to stall, but uh, whatever. We'll get into it. So, Crown Jewels opens up with Titus O'Neil. Where the fuck have you been? Titus O'Neil, I, I guess he just retired from wrestling. I guess he's just an ambassador now. All right, fine. I, I, I like Titus O'Neil. I want to see him. I want to see him fall over more. 
And if you don't get the reference, uh, <laughs> go back and watch the 40, oh no, it was fucking like 50 man Royal Rumble from Crown Jewel one year where Titus ran down the ramp, slipped and yeah, slipped completely under the ring. It was fucking gold. So if you haven't seen that yet, yeah, go on, just go on YouTube and type in Titus O'Neil slips and I'm sure it's on there. It's, it's amazing. But we start off the first match with Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. A match we've seen before. But this time it had... I'm not going to say it had amazing story. Because it didn't. There was really no reason as to why Brock Lesnar attacked Bobby Lashley. But we all know that this is a match that... Well, for me, I've wanted to see two just massive bulls going at it. And I know Bobby Lashley has wanted this match for a long time. Uh, Brock Lesnar has been his dream opponent. opponent. So finally, he gets his dream... But was this match any good? The thing with like two massive bulls, and when I say bulls, I'm, I don't mean fucking giants. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But two huge guys going at it is their matches always seem to start the same. You know, we, we this match here in particular started exactly like the Goldberg Brock Lesnar match from WrestleMania, where you had Goldberg spearing Lesnar twice, then spearing through a barricade, and just taking Brock Lesnar completely off guard, and that's how this match started, and I honestly thought, holy shit, are they just stealing the entire Goldberg-Brock match, but... No, there was more to this match than the Goldberg-Brock match, which is good because that match wasn't really much. It was literally like two minutes. Um, But there was a good back and forth between Brock and Bobby. Both guys got uh, offense in, and I think they they both did a good job. Um, One thing I have to say about Bobby Lashley's spears is I'm not really a fan of his spears. And don't get me wrong, I... I believe wholeheartedly in my heart that if Brock, uh, Bobby Lashley speared me, I, I would be in bed for 24 years. I'm not going to say it doesn't look painful. It, it, I'm sure it fucking hurts. Bobby Lashley's a beast. But the difference between Bobby Lashley's spears and Goldberg's spears, or even Edge's spears, or even Rhino's gore, which is just a spear, um, is those three guys... They, they tend to like pick them up and then drill them into the mat. Where Bobby Lashley, is, he, he kind of rolls out. He'll spear and then he'll do like a forward roll. So they're not really getting that momentum of being driven into the mat. And I don't see it as impactful as a Goldberg spear or, or an Edge's spear. Um, maybe that's just me sucking Goldberg's dick once again. But you know what? I I grew up on Goldberg. I think his spears are the best. If you disagree, then go on YouTube, search up Goldberg's best spear compilations, and then tell me that I'm wrong. Anyway, this match ends with something interesting. Um, Jesus, sorry, my kids are fucking going crazy up there. Of course they are, because they know daddy's podcasting, so they come to the spot right where I'm podcasting, right above me, and decide to just jump around. Fucking little shit. Uh, Apologies. Um, But the match ends with Bobby Lashley uh, giving uh, Brock Lesnar his his full Nelson lock. I'm struggling to remember what it's called right now. Apologize. Um, And then, yeah, it ends with a three count, which is funny because Brock Lesnar rolls out and pins 
Bobby Lashley, while he's still got the uh, submission move in, but the problem is that Bobby Lashley's shoulders aren't on the mat because he's still got the lock in. But you know what? Uh, whatever. I, I, I'll take it. It was an interesting finish. Um, I uh, I did my own predictions here, so I'm going to tell you who I had to win. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I knew every match. Uh, no, I, I, I picked my predictions, and I'll tell you after the match ends uh, who I picked. So with this match ending... Brock Lesnar getting the win. I thought it was actually really cool as to how Bobby Lashley attacked Brock afterwards. It 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 still kept Brock strong with his win, but it made Bobby Lashley look like a fucking monster after this match. And I really think that was the best way to do it because you're losing no momentum of both uh, superstars. So I really think that that was the best idea. And, and now Bobby Lashley just looks incredible. He looks really good. Uh, I picked Brock Lesnar to win this match. Uh, I wanted Bobby Lashley to win this match. I did. But I picked Brock Lesnar to win. I thought he would win. So, and yes, he did win. Uh, I give this match a three stars. Not bad. It was fine. Next match we've got is the Women's Tag Team Title Match. Damage Control, <laughs> Damage Control versus um, Alexa Bliss and Oscar. So before this match happened, we get a little backstage interview with Oscar and um, Alexa. And on the TV next to them, we see Bray Wyatt's logo, Flash. And Alexa has a little, weird little moment where she gets confused. Um, is this leading up to Alexa going back with, with uh, Wyatt? Or is this just a tease for the fans? Who knows? Um, I am along with the ride with Brock, uh, with Bray Wyatt. We'll, we'll talk about him later, but yeah. Um, Nikki Cross interferes with this match. Which is something interesting, and, 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 and Raw happened earlier today as, as of this recording, so I know where they're leading to now. Uh, I won't say what, because maybe you haven't watched Raw. But this match was decent. Um, these girls, all four of them, they can all go. And I, I, I expect them to all have better matches um, over time. This was a good match. I think it was a good match, but I can see all four of these females doing better. And I think maybe they were holding back from having a better match because maybe there's more to this. I mean, they're probably going to be fighting each other at Survivor Series. So maybe that's where they really shine and, and then showcase what they can do. This match was good. I gave it a 3.5 stars and I actually did have damage control winning this match. And bringing back the titles. And the reason being, the reason being I had damage control winning is, okay, so long reigns with champions is good in some aspects. But there are other times where I feel that swapping the titles brings prestige to those titles. And this is what the women's championship, the women's tag championship really needed. So I'm really glad that they're, they're kind of making these belts relevant and not giving everyone a long reign. Because if everyone gets a long reign, it kind of gets boring. I, I was going to mention AEW, but I, I mean, AEW doesn't really do that all that much. But um, yeah. So this match here, I give it 3.5 stars. It was I enjoyed it more than Bobby and Brock. Next match we've got is Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. In a steel cage match. 
And this match here was better. It was a better match than the last one with some really cool spots. I mean, we had a suplex off the top, which looked great. Uh, we had some other cool moments. Both these guys look amazing. Drew McIntyre has the body that I would want. And I'm not saying that in a gay way. I just think he looks phenomenal. You know, he just looks like a fucking, he looks like a wrestler. You know, you would not want to fight Drew McIntyre. Karrion Cross is, is pretty much the same. Uh, I think Drew McIntyre is sexier, but Karrion Cross is still a beast that you would not want to get involved with. The thing that I didn't really like about this match is, once again, we get Scarlett getting involved. And I get it, Karrion Cross is, is, is playing the heel and everything like that, but the the problem is that she did that in their previous match and she's doing it again, which, which makes Karrion Cross look a little weak, you know? He's just come back. He's this dominable force who I, I can see being in the title picture. But if you're going to have his wife help him to win in every match, it's going to make him look like a a cheap heel. Like a, I don't know, the first cheap heel I can think about is like a Christian Cage. You know, a guy that runs away from his problems. Karrion Cross is not that character. He's a guy that will fuck you up. And then talk about it, and then do it again. I, I see him as that. So overall, this wasn't a bad match. I give it another three stars, and I had Karrion uh, Cross winning this match. Uh, I, I thought it's his second real, real match back in the company. I, I think they're going to give it to him. Uh, Drew McIntyre ended up winning this match, so no go for Karrion Cross. Next match we've got is the OC versus Judgment Day. This was a decent match. Look, I like Judgment Day. I'm glad they're now getting some wins and looking more like a frightening stable. Uh, there was a point where they just kept losing. And they were kind of getting to the point where they're, where they're not threatening. You know, if they come out, it's like, oh, these guys lose all the time. They're, they're piss weak. But I'm glad they're starting to get more members. And um, this match here had them winning I picked the OC to win this match. I, I thought a newly formed stable, they're going to take this one out. Um, but Judgment Day actually won this match. The thing with this match here is I was expecting more story with this. Maybe another member for OC. We got War Games coming up in um, at the end of this month with Survivor Series. And, and I thought maybe this will be a War Games match with the OC versus Judgment Day. They'll have all four members of the Judgment Day versus the OC and another female um so i was expecting maybe they're going to bring out a new member for the oc um someone to take on ripley but you know maybe maybe that happens on raw and and i know what the answer is now but i'm not going to spoil anything this match was a 3.5 stars for me next match we've got braun Strowman versus almost almost i had braun winning this match I, uh, I was tossing up between this match, honestly. I, I really was because almost looks impressive. I'm not going to deny that of him. I think almost looks impressive. I mean, I mean, he makes Braun look small. That's impressive. Um, the only thing, the only problem with almost is he's this big, huge giant that always loses. Much like Judgment Day, He's now not threatening to me. 
He's just this big guy. His height is fucking impressive. Cool. We've seen big guys come and go in WWE. It happens all the time. Giant Gonzalez, Great Carly. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Big Show, but I mean, Big Show did a lot more. But almost, I, I can just see, I, I see him as the new version of the Great Carly. You know, maybe he'll win the title, which I fucking hope he doesn't. But he might have a run with it, and then he'll be gone in a couple of years, you know? The, the thing here is, almost looked de- he looked decent in this match. He was really taking it to, to um, Braun, but then Braun does one power slam, and that's it. That's it. He, he, wins, with, he wins with one power slam. Boom. Done. You're this huge giant that's been not affected by Braun's punches or anything like that, but one power slam takes you out. All right. Another thing about Braun Strowman is, can he stop being a babyface? Can we stop having him fucking doing the choo-choo train and 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 pimping to the crowd? I, I hate that. You are a fucking monster. Your name is Monster Among Monsters. Be a monster. Stop being this fucking clown to the crowd. It, it's stupid. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. This match here was, was not very good. I, I give it a two stars, quite honestly. Tag team titles. We have the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. This match was fine. It was honestly another tag team match that I felt like it could have been a Raw or SmackDown. The thing about this match that really impressed me was the ending of this match. A 1D off the top rope. That is impressive. And that move, like, good on Pete Dunne for taking that move because that would have hurt. It would have been uncomfortable to take. It would have been scary. I mean, I'm petrified of height, so I wouldn't have liked to taken that. But yeah, it looked great. So that was a really cool ending. Um, the thing is, who is going to take these titles off the Usos? I'll be completely honest. I don't want the Bloodline losing yet. I would be happy if they run all the way to Mania with their all their titles intact. I really don't want any of them losing their titles. In fact, I would like to see Solo Sokoa with the IC title. Make their faction the most dominable faction of all time. I, I love it. The Bloodline are doing some of the best work in WWE for years. With them and Sami Zayn, it's fucking amazing. It's really, really good. I can't believe I'm saying that Roman Reigns is honestly the best part of WWE right now, which is crazy because a few years ago, we all hated him. But yes, this match here, I picked the Usos to win. I'm sure everyone did. And I give this match a three stars. Women's Raw Championship match. Last women standing. We've got Bailey versus Bianca Belair. Um, this match wasn't perfect. I'll admit it. It had some botches. It had some moments where they kind of really were a bit sloppy. But god damn, was this a good popcorn match with fun moments. I mean, the golf cart. It was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. But it was so much fun. Um... I have to give a shout out to a podcast I listen to every week, which is called What's Wrong With Wrestling. Uh, Probably the number one podcast, wrestling podcast that I'll listen to. These guys, they recap the shows and and they just, they, they do, they do it while making fun of the product. And a lot of times they make me laugh, but they mentioned in their review um, that I think it was Bianca Belair driving the golf cart 
Um, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, yeah, women aren't meant to drive over there. <laughs> so I wonder if that was a big no-no for them or if they are, they allowed it for the, the superstars. But hopefully there was no beheading afterwards. But <laughs> um, the ending of this match was fucking great. Really, really creative ending. You had Bianca put Bailey in between the ladder and then... Uh, put her underneath the turnbuckle so she couldn't couldn't escape. I thought that was an absolutely incredible ending to a last man or last woman standing match. So for that, I, I give this match a three and a half stars. I had Bailey winning this match. I did. I, I picked Bailey to win this match. Uh, I thought this was her time to take that title. Uh, unfortunately, not. I think eventually Bailey will take the title off Bianca. But it's probably going to be next year. Because I don't think they're having a pay-per-view in December. So it might be the Rumble where she takes it. But over, I want to see Damage Control doing more. Maybe add another member. Do do something. Make them more ferocious. You know? Um, where does Bailey go from here? I think she battles with Bianca. Royal Rumble. I just said that. Why are you asking me dumb questions? Alright, next up we have Bray Wyatt... Coming out to do something. It was not announced what Bray Wyatt was going to do, but he was going to do something. And I was really excited about this because I thought maybe this is the time where they progress the story and give us a little something more to chew on. Unfortunately, no. Bray comes out, and, and don't get me wrong, I fucking love Bray. Bray is probably... Actually, not probably. He is my favorite WWE superstar at the moment. I love the way he looks. I love the way he... he uh, he flaunts himself. I love the way he sounds. It sounds stupid, but his voice is fucking perfect for his character. So Bray comes out and gives us the same old song and dance that he has been doing since he returned. And then we see Captain Howdy pop up on the Titantron and give us the same old shit. This was nothing more than just another SmackDown segment. It really did nothing to establish establish, establish the story or further the story more. I'm all for long-term booking, but th- there has to be a time to pull the pin to get people more invested because has it been about four weeks now? Probably, let's say four weeks for argument's sake. It's been four weeks since Bray Wyatt's returned and he's honestly been doing the same promo. Since we've seen him. It's time to really show us what you're doing. Who are you feuding with? What's happening next? If you're going to be doing this Wyatt 6 that you've been hinting at, then let's start bringing people in. You know, you you hinted at Alexa Bliss before. Let's start doing it, baby. Come on, bring it home. I want to see more fucking Bray Wyatt. I want to see Bray Wyatt in crystal clear lights. None of this fucking black light around and then a few little strobe lights coming around. I want to see Bray Wyatt in the match, in the ring with a match with someone. Give me story with Bray Wyatt. If you keep this going, this this story, people are going to get bored. And I think we can all agree on that. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. All right. Who else picked Roman Reigns to win this match? I did too. Okay, so little story about this match before I, I talk about it. So, um... When this pay-per-view was on, for us here in Australia, it was a Sunday. Um, I That was actually my birthday. I woke up with a vicious hangover in the middle of Sydney, Australia. Uh, my wife booked a hotel room for us. And um, yeah, 
the pay-per-view started at 3 a.m. on Sunday morning here for us here in Australia. I woke up very hungover. I went to bed at 4 a.m. that morning, woke up at about 10 a.m., as I always do, go on Facebook and completely forgetting about this pay-per-view happening. I had plans to go home later and watch it. Uh, I forgot about this pay-per-view happening, and I was scrolling down, and one of my Facebook friends, uh, a good friend of mine, Trucker Trent, had a picture of Logan Paul standing over Roman Reigns with the titles held high. And I thought to myself, this has to be a Photoshop. There's no way they're giving Logan Paul a win over Roman Reigns. They're not going to end Roman's title reign like this. But for the rest of the day, I was like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Is that, that's not true, is it? So this match, I I went in locked with Roman Reigns, going Roman Reigns is winning this match. But after seeing that picture, I was somewhat scared that maybe they've done it. Maybe they've given Logan Paul the win on this. And as much as I dislike Logan Paul, I don't like him as a person. I think he's a terrible person. We all know what he's done on YouTube and all that stuff. As much as I dislike him, he is very impressive in the ring. He is really, really good in the win. In the wing. In the ring. He his agility is fucking amazing. Like the 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 amount of height he was getting off those jumps is insane. It's crazy. So for all that, I have to respect him. And if you if you don't know the backstage politics and the backstage stories, uh, Logan Paul, during the middle of this match, injured himself. And he came out of this match with three different injuries. Um, I, I won't go into what it is because I can't really remember and I can't be bothered to go and check. But the fact that he wrestled the remainder of this match with injuries actually gives me a bit more respect for him. So that's my praise on Logan Paul, and that's as far as you're going to get. He's still a douchebag. Um, things in this match that weren't great. Logan Paul doing a sweet chin music. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever try to do a sweet chin music again. It looked horrible. Jake Paul comes out to this match and punches the Usos. His worked punches looked fucking horrible. Jake Paul, if you want to get involved, then go to the Performance Center and just try and practice some more. It's not good. Um... Overall, man, this match was fucking great. I had an absolute blast with this match. If, if you're sitting here right now and saying, nah, the match was boring, I, I want to know. Please let me know if you thought this match was boring. Because for me, this match was amazing. And I'm not going to say it's fucking Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 level or anything like that. Uh, it wasn't CM Punk versus uh, MJF or anything like that. But this match was great. I loved it. I had a really fun time with it. And maybe for the fact that I thought a little part of my my brain thought that maybe Jake, um, sorry, Logan Paul is winning this match. Maybe that's what made this match more interesting for me. So for that, I give this a five stars, and that's just me. But this was a really, really well done match. Both both superstars put on a incredible performance. So that is it for Crown Jewels. Um, so I think it's time to, uh, announce who won the titles. Yeah. So I'm going to start with myself. And after we do this, I'll get a little bit of an announcement to make. Uh, so I picked Brock Lesnar to win. I picked Damage Control to win. I picked, uh, Karen Cross to win. He did not. I picked the OC to win. He shit. They, they, they did not. I picked Braun Strowman to win. He did. I picked the tag titles Usos to win. They did. I picked Bailey to win. She did not. And I picked Roman to win. 
He did. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got a total of five out of eight. But you know what? doesn't matter because I'm still champion. Because the mushroom didn't show up. But it's not about me. It's all about you guys. I, I know. I get it. So, here we go. We have Scott Crawford coming in first. And with a total of eight, Scott came in better than me. He beat me. Scott came in with a total of six out of eight. Coming in next, we've got Paul Lindsay, who also did better than me, <laughs> with a total of six out of eight. Oh, it's a tie, ladies and gentlemen. And then the reigning defending champion, Zach Davis, comes in with a total of eight out of eight. Clean victory for Zach Davis here, who continues his reign as the Wrestling for Dummies champion. Congratulations, Zach. And don't be don't be upset, Scott and Paul. We still have two more pay-per-views this month. So you do have a chance. The only problem with your chances are now that... And I was going to try and do a Scott Steiner math promo right now, but I'm just not as smart as Scott Steiner. The only problem with your chances of winning that belt have drastically gone down because I am now officially retiring the main championship here on Wrestling for Dummies. I figured this is boring. If it's only going to be me defending that title, what's the point? So my title is now going into the Wrestling for Dummies Hall of Fame, and I will now be challenging for the Hungy title. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am also going to be in the mix from now on. There's only going to be one championship here on this podcast, and it's going to be mine soon. You're going, you, you've got a Davis, a Zach Davis holding that title right now. At the end of the next pay-per-view, there will be a Davis holding this championship. But it ain't going to be you, Zachy boy. It's going to be your big brother, me. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys had a good time on this pay-per-view and uh, on this podcast especially. Get um, I, I'll, I'll be doing a little bit more with AEW next time, okay? I'll be coming in with a prediction episode, even if it's just me. Uh, it's a little hard doing it with Luffy since he doesn't fucking watch the shows and I, I feel like I'm a babysitter who just has to baby him along and tell him what, what's happening and it's kind of annoying. But you know what? We love him. He's a fun guy and that's why we call him Mushroom. So I will be doing a little bit more with the AEW pay-per-view, um, a little bit more predictions, not just winner and loser. So uh, get your predictions in when I uh, tell you to. And uh, yeah, Heather, get your predictions in. Stop being a fucking sorry sag. Do something, you bitch. Dip!